Welcome to the Be Fit, Strong, Healthy, and Confident at 40 Plus Podcast for Women. I'm your host, Julie Prince, and this podcast is for you if you are ready to stay motivated, inspired, be fit, strong, healthy, and confident as you kick ass this season in your life. And I am so excited to bring you the newest mindset, fitness, food, and health strategies to help you achieve this. Join me on this journey of transformation. Okay, ladies, today we're going to be talking about transforming your 40s, 50s, and beyond by conquering stress to supercharge your success. Very excited about this one. Um, And it just, you know, life in your 40s, 50s, and beyond, I believe, can be some of your best years and super rewarding. But As we know, it comes with its unique set of challenges. Teenagers, children, aging parents, grandparents, feeling maybe like a real adult. I'm not sure if I'm ever going to feel like a real adult, but (laughs) midlife, you know, the midlife crisis. Now, I want to give a disclaimer. I'm only 46, and I can tell you my 40s so far have been great, but I'm not sure what I'm going to experience on my way to 50. Um, All I can do today is share proven strategies that have stood the test of time and some of my clients' success stories that feel better in their 50s and 60s than they did in their 30s, which is pretty incredible. And and how I've brought my stress levels way down um, myself, and I've helped clients do the same. Because as we age, stress can accumulate from various sources impacting our physical, emotional, and mental well-being. I talked extensively about cortisol in episode 25, if you're interested in that. But in this episode, what we're going to do is we're going to explore ways to become resilient in life and how to conquer stress and harness the power of this life stage to supercharge your success because it's pretty awesome. And I want to guide you, um, but I want to give you actionable steps as well. You know, um, I find myself teaching the same things multiple times in our podcast. And it's because these things are fundamentals that do not change. And they've worked for like Aristotle's. He's, (laughs) they don't change. Like we're still using these things today. Fundamentals don't change. Now, Aristotle was one of the philosophers who talked extensively about happiness and well-being. Um, And his take was, I hope I pronounced this right, but it's, eudaimonia, eudaimonia. So he didn't know, they weren't talking about stress back then. Um, So it was eudaimonia. Aristotle's views on stress can be understood through his discussion on emotions, virtues, and the pursuit of eudaimonia, which can be translated, I love this, into flourishing or living well. That's what it's all about. Now he emphasized cultivating positive emotions, such as joy, love, friendship, and controlling our negative emotions, such as fear, anger, and jealousy. And again, while he did not teach on stress particularly, these things are still relevant today. It's because, again, the fundamentals don't change towards living a good life. And repetition is when we learn and when we apply. So let's dive in. Number one, we want to embrace the journey. We want to learn to embrace the wisdom and experiences that come with age, right? We want to understand this transformative stage in our life that allows us to let go of unnecessary stress 
and focus on personal growth and self-discovery. Many times, like our kids are growing and moved out, like leaving us as empty nesters. We've got more time for ourselves now to pursue the things that truly bring us, you know, joy outside of raising our kids. Like maybe there's things you've been putting off that you've always wanted to do. Well, guess what? Now you have the time. So it's pretty exciting. And then um, number two is the power of mindfulness. We want to explore this art of mindfulness to build resilience and manage stress effectively and really kind of delve in to mindfulness techniques that can bring us a sense of peace and presence into our daily life. Things like prayer, meditation, being present in the moment, taking time to unplug and go into nature. I, you know, really take the time to enjoy that sunrise or sunset, like being in the moment. Now, you're going to want to find your style of mindfulness that works for you, but here are some ideas and things that I love to do and things that my clients have told me they really like to do and have made huge difference. One thing that I have seen time and time again is walking in nature, hiking. So many of my clients have taken on hiking and have told me it's literally brought them so much peace and joy and calmness. It's almost transformative. So getting out in nature and walking, even if it's around your block, try it. Meditation, prayer, breath work, mindful eating. Um, If you've never, I haven't really talked about mindful eating, so I want to take a minute. Mindful eating is taking that bite of food. Maybe it's something you really enjoy, like a little piece of dark chocolate, but taking the time, putting it in your mouth and just really enjoying and savoring it, not just Oh, shoveling it in and not even hardly tasting it, like taking that time to really be mindful about it. Um, Mindful gratitude, taking time each and every day to express gratitude, observing, like being that conscious observer of your feelings, your thoughts, and knowing that it is okay. Like our thoughts aren't always going to be great thoughts. Like that's our mind, monkey mind, like, and being okay with the anxious feeling, the fear feeling, just not delving into them too much. As Aristotle said, it's like kind of control those negative emotions because we're going to have them. I don't know if control is the best word, but being that conscious observer and saying, you know, it's okay. I'm a human being. And um, observing nature. That's another way we can observe. Go out and just take a moment and look around look at the tree, look at the leaf, look at the flower, and really just bask in the miraculousness that is life. But start practicing mindfulness today and see the difference it can make for you. I want to challenge you to to take a moment and pick something where you can start implementing this into your life. And Number three is navigating the hormonal changes so that we can conquer stress and supercharge your success. Um, Understanding the impact of hormonal changes during perimenopause and menopause and how it affects our stress levels and knowing that it's okay. You know, these are things that are going to happen. The things that we talk, here's a little tip. Every single thing that we talk about in this podcast will help you so much with balancing your hormones, your fluctuating hormones naturally. But ultimately too, getting to shift the way that we look at these changes. It's a natural part of aging and that you're lucky enough to experience this. 
you're lucky enough to experience this and you can totally change the way you experience it. Like my client, Susan, who feels better at 51 than she did in her early 50, uh, 40s, excuse me, 51, early 40s. Um, we got her nutrition and training set up so and she set her up for cultivating happiness and brought her stress levels way down and she naturally balanced her hormones. You could do this too by living a healthy lifestyle. Um, so things like joy, happiness are going to be like a Teflon shield, if you will. It's going to boost your immunity. And all these things are proven. They're proven in science. She was able, Susan was able to lose belly fat while going through menopause. She's not the only one. I've had several clients who kind of bust that myth, if you will, that you have to put on all this belly fat during menopause. No, you do not. And I've got pictures to prove it. If anybody wants to say, hey, what are you talking about? Losing belly fat during menopause? Message me, find my my social media in the show notes, send me, hey, I want to learn about this because I've got pictures of women going through menopause who are literally melting away their belly fat. So this does not have to be, that's a myth. Do not let that be you. You can naturally balance your hormones through living a healthy lifestyle. So she also was starting when she started with me, she was having quite a few night sweats. Now she's down to saying, she's like, Julie, I'm, I might have a night sweat once every two months, no hot flashes. She does not have any hot flashes. So this can be you too, with a proper plan in place. It's all about navigating these shifts so you can live your best life. That's really what it's all about. And number four, I love this one. You guys, I hope you love this one too. It's about supercharging your success unleash your potential and set new goals for success in your 40s, 50s, and beyond. Harness the knowledge and experience you've gained over the years to thrive in your career, your relationships, and your personal pursuits because you've gained a lot. There are so many examples of people that did not hit their stride until they were in their 50s, 60s, and beyond. It is never too late to start. Here are just a few examples. Laura Ingalls Wilder, the author of the Beloved Little House on the Prairie book series. I read every single one of these as a teenager. Loved her books. Laura Ingalls Wilder published her first book at the age of 65. Julia Child, the iconic chef and television personality, Julia Child published her first cookbook, Mastering the Art of French Cooking, at the age of 50. Then she went on to host several successful cooking shows and became a beloved figure in the culinary world. Diana Nyad, an American long-distance swimmer, completed her historic swim from Cuba to Florida at the age of 64, setting a record for the longest unassisted open water swim. 64 years young, okay? Grandma Moses, Anna Marie Mary Robertson Moses, Grandma Moses, began her painting career in her 70s, 70s. And her folk art paintings gained widespread acclaim and popularity as she continued to paint prolifically into her 80s. I have a personal client, Heather, who did not start running till the age of 50, who has rheumatoid arthritis. Her goal was to run marathons. She wanted to run marathons. Like this was her goal. She's ran over three at the young age of 55 years 
and feels great with rheumatoid arthritis. So harness that wisdom, that experience, and don't ever give up or think that it's too late for you. All right. One way to implement this and start today is, and is to set a goal. Whether you're, if you're driving, make note. If you're somewhere where you can grab a pen and paper, grab a pen and paper. And I want you to write a goal down today. Put that pen to paper. And I want to hear what your goal is. Send it to me. I'm a message away. You can find me in the show notes. Um, and I would absolutely love to hear what your goal is. And number five, exercise for vitality. You want to explore the transformative power of exercise on stress reduction and overall vitality. You want to get a workout that is tailored for women in this age group to optimize fitness and well-being. This is huge. This is huge, ladies. Getting an exercise training regimen in that works for you can literally make the difference between the 80-year-old version of yourself who's still hiking mountains and the one on the walker. You want to find a program that works for you and will meet you where you're at, at your fitness level, so you can start. If you want support on this, please do not hesitate to reach out to us. This is part of what we do. This is what we do. Not part of what we do. This is what we do in the Transformation Academy um, is to help you tailor that program for the woman 40 plus so that you're not injuring yourself. Now, number six, um, to move into your 40s, 60s and beyond and conquer stress so you can supercharge your success is optimal nutrition for optimal health. Learn how to feel your body with the right nutrients and macros to support hormonal balance, overall health, bring down inflammation, and slow the aging process. This isn't just me saying slow the aging process. There's research after research after research that shows that a great anti-inflammatory, antioxidant nutrition can absolutely help slow and even reverse the aging process. So you want to really do this. Find inspiration with new recipes so that you never get bored. You don't want to be bored cooking the same things over and over. If you start feeling like that, jazz it up. Look for some recipes. We can absolutely help you. We have hundreds and hundreds of recipes in the Transformation Academy. Shoot me something talking specifically about, Julie, you said there was hundreds and hundreds of recipes. I'll send you some of our recipe packs for free. And get those macros dialed in so that you can gain strength and get that nice lean muscle tissue. Um, I was talking to this woman, you know, who was telling me that she's only eating 800 calories. And I'm like, how? She's like, I'm not gaining strength. Julie, I've been working out for a year, you know, and she's doing 30 to 45 minutes strength training, four to five days a week, pretty intense. And she's eating 800 calories. No, she did not know she was eating 800 calories. She found out she was eating 800 calories by starting to track, which is why sometimes it is a good thing. I mean, that's anorexic level eating. How would you expect to gain strength? Anything below 800 calories or below consistently over an extended period of time is actually considered anorexia. So it's like, no wonder she could not build muscle. She was destroying her metabolism and, um, you know, she wasted a whole year of strength training and now she's getting help with her macros, but it's like that whole year, she didn't see any gains in her strength. She didn't see any gains in her body composition. She's like, why am I still at 27% body fat? Because you're not eating, (laughs) you know, it's like, 
One thing that my clients I hear time and time again is, oh my God, I can actually eat now. When you get this dialed in correctly, you are going to feel like you can eat and you're going to build your metabolism back. Now, number seven is you want to learn the art of self-care. Prioritizing self-care is, is, is as a means to conquer stress and boost your resilience. Nourish the body, mind, spirit. I get a lot of women asking me though, like what truly is self-care? Like, what is it? You know, because you hear it all the time. What is self-care? I know I felt like what, what really is self-care? And here's the thing. There's not a one size fits all, but here are some ideas. Um, you want to have nighttime rituals that you truly enjoy. Um, like maybe have your favorite nightgown, um, you have that feels great on your skin. Uh, you just have that routine where you're kind of winding down and your body gets used to it. And it's great. You want to drink herbal tea. You know, this may be something you want to do. I love drinking herbal tea. Um, allow yourself to have full emotional expression, even if it's in a journal. If you've got some tough emotions that maybe you're holding on to that you know are not serving you, but you don't necessarily want to express them to the person because it may not bring anything good, that's when you get a journal. You get a journal, maybe you burn the pages so nobody ever finds it, and then you let go. Let it go. Um, meditation, um, and here's the thing. They've been studying meditation, um, psychologists, neuroscientists, and have found that it actually changes the way our brain works. Like different areas of the brain light up. People become calmer. They become happier. They become more in the present moment through meditation done over an extended period of time. So, and it doesn't take that long. When I say extended period of time, we're talking like you can start to see those changes in the brain. Actually, they found even in one meditation session, lowering the pulse, the blood pressure goes down, these things, but um, it will change long-term the way that your brain functions. It happens in your first session, but you do it over an extended period of time. And now you've got changes that will last a lifetime, right? And just continuing to do it. Take a nice long bath. That's huge. Read a book, engage in hobbies, learn a new hobby. Uh, I have just been having so much fun. Uh, my kids are older now. I've taken on uh, windsurfing, gardening, hiking, <laughs> kayaking. Like it's just been a blast. It's been so much fun taking on and getting serious about these new. And what's really cool is some of them I've done with the kids. Like um, my son really absolutely loves hiking. He's really into nature too. My 22 year old, we've done the Smokies together. We've done the Everglades uh, kayaking and just really having that time to just kind of get into those new hobbies, find something new, you know, that's going to stimulate the brain. And as much as it's, it's been said, you know, you hear this over and over, we really got to really take this in. You, we hear this over and over again as women, like, oh yeah, you got to fill your cup first, like da, 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 da. And sometimes it's in one ear and out the other, but I want you to really hear me on this. Take this in, take it in. You cannot take care of other people until you take care of yourself. It is the least selfish thing you could do because if you're running around frazzled, one thing to the next, taking care of everybody but yourself, guess who that starts to affect? It affects you, but it affects everyone around you because 
you're more prone to lash out. You're more prone to, you know, just not be as calm and as happy. People feel it, you know, so you definitely take care of yourself. That's going to allow you to show up as the best version of yourself in all areas of your life. So take care of you really, really take that to heart. Don't let it just go in one ear and out the other. So I want to challenge you today. Um, Again, I want you to implement these things. I want you to pick one self-care activity that you're going to do this week. And I want you to let us know. Message us. Find us on social in the show notes. Seriously, we want to hear. We want to hear what it is because knowledge without action does nothing. We can hear this all day long. We've heard it over and over. It's kind of a saying like, fill your cup first. Um, But how many ladies are actually doing it? I can tell you in talking with hundreds and hundreds of ladies, most of us are not doing it, even though we know. So take the first step and pick one thing you can do. And I want to hear. We want to hear. Number eight is we want to build resilient relationships to help conquer stress and supercharge your success. So we want to nurture and strengthen our relationships during this transformative stage of our life. We want to learn effective communication and conflict resolution skills to create meaningful connections with our loved ones. Because what we want to ultimately do is we want to let go of things. The only one we're hurting by holding on to old pain is ourselves. So if you're holding on to any old pain, anything like maybe your mom did as a kid, or maybe your husband did, you know, a decade ago, I don't know, let go, let go. Your brother, your sister, life's too short. And the only person that's really hurting is you. Forgiveness is actually a selfish act, is actually a selfish act because now you're, taking that burden and that mental, that thing that's sucking your mental energy and you're letting it go and you are thriving. So just learn how to let those things go and build and strengthen the relationships that you have, because this is one life that we get to live and it's not going to serve us to be going around, you know, not being able to communicate, always angry with people holding these resentments, like let it go. Um, Embrace change is number nine. Uh, We really want to embrace the change as a natural part of life and use it as a catalyst for growth and success. Learn how to adapt to life's transitions with grace and optimism. Optimism is huge. Looking forward to things. Embrace it. Embrace it as the beauty that life truly is. It's just a journey. It's just a journey that we all get to go through. Um, where none of us escape, you know, if we do, we're not here anymore. <laughs> like we, <laughs> we're either here experiencing aging or we were not lucky enough to experience aging. It's going to happen to all of us. And we all want to live and be healthy to a hundred. And that's what I hope to teach you in these messaging is how to really thrive this season in our life. But we get to embrace the change ultimately, because if we're going around just fanatical about the fact that we're aging and maybe we can't do as many push-ups as we did when we were 20, like we're not going to be real happy. So just embrace those things. And the truth is, if you keep up and you do things the right way, you're not going to experience that decline like 75% of the population, because only 25% of the population, it's probably even smaller that does it for a lifetime. It's probably 10 to 15%. You're not going to experience those things in the way that most people do. So um, number 10 is cultivating gratitude and joy. We want to work daily on cultivating the power of gratitude and joy to create a positive mindset and combat stress. 
I practice gratitude daily um, and exercise and I exercises to shift my perspective and focus on the things on things I do have. This was not easy for me in the beginning. Okay. You know, we go from when we're younger, like we want these things, you know, I'm sure everybody's experienced and maybe there's some frustration around I'm working so hard and I can't, when we're always coming from that place of lack and, and never really truly giving gratitude to the things around us that we do have, it becomes almost impossible to achieve the things that we're striving. We, we want to let go right of that attachment if you will, towards, and just really be in the moment and show gratitude towards what you have. Um, and the ways that I do this, the way that I've cultivated practicing gratitude and joy is I spend time in nature, I garden, and I spend time with the people I love. Now, meaningful time with the people I love. There's not a TV on, I'm not in a phone. We are doing something like, you know, like I said, the hiking, the kayaking, something that we all enjoy, like an activity, or we're just sitting in a, in a room and maybe we're playing a game. We're just sitting and we're talking and we're enjoying each other's company. We're building things. We're working towards our future together. And this is something that will transform your life at any age. It's not always easy. It is not always easy. I have clients that they've kind of, they've had a lot they've been hit with a lot. And to sit here and and just act like everything, these things are not easy sometimes. But what's the alternative? Everybody experiences the same amount of pain, the same amount of setbacks, the same amount of obstacles. I promise you, nobody is immune. Nobody is immune. Why do some people get so mired in it? It's almost like they fall in love with their, their, their sad story if you will. It's like, it becomes part of who they are. Well, this is why my parents, you know, my parents didn't uh, love me as a child, or maybe my dad was a drug addict and I didn't experience the childhood that most, well, you can either keep creating that story that's going to affect the future, or you can say, you know what, that happened to me. I have gratitude. It made me the person I am and start to shift out of that. And cultivating gratitude will help. I feel like I'm getting a bit off on a tangent, but you understand what I'm saying. It does take time sometimes to really cultivate. It's not just a once and done, especially if you're somebody that maybe has had the unfortunate, um, maybe a little bit more than other people in life, or maybe you're battling some sort of, of health problem or, you know, it was really, that's easy for you to say, like cultivating, you know, gratitude, I promise you, if you and I were to have a conversation and maybe I'll, I'll talk about that on one of these episodes, some of the things that I have went through, but I promise you, if I can do it, you can do it as well. And with that, I want to bring this, I want you to keep practicing this until it becomes natural because that's what I've done. And it'll move you out of that dark space and into a place where it's becoming natural and it's not, it becomes easier and easier, but I want to move into closing today's episode. And I want to say, as we move into our forties, fifties and beyond, you're going to have the opportunity to transform your life and really step into the best version of yourself by conquering stress and embracing this new chapter by prioritizing your self-care, nurturing resilience, setting meaningful goals 
you can supercharge your success and thrive in all aspects of your life. Embrace the journey, unlock your potential and create a fulfilling and joyful life. Until next time, enjoy the journey. I am always just a message away. Thanks so much for tuning in today. Much love. You can find me on Facebook at Julie K. Prince Coach and on Instagram at Julie K. Prince. Please connect with me there. Now, if this episode served you, I'd love for you to click that subscribe button so you can be notified each and every time a new episode drops. And please share the love. If you found value in this, then share this with another woman 40 plus. Till next time, enjoy the journey.